DuckTales. Woo! We were just listening to Brendan Urie of Panic at the Disco fame uh, talk, sing. That's what he does. <laughs> sing about, sing the DuckTales theme song on some late night show. I don't give a fuck about. I think it was the Jimmy Fallon one, if anybody wants to watch it. I'm sure you could literally just type in Brendan Urie DuckTales and it would come up. Yeah, and but, but it I was, was great. I was saying how this is probably the most wholesome thing I've ever seen. Oh, God, I'm about to sneeze. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. I haven't decided yet. I. Yeah, it was pretty great, and Brendan Urie deserves um, a medal? <laughs> give him something. He deserves something. I don't know what it is, but he somebody, give, him, yeah, somebody give, him, give that man something. Give him something. Like, just be like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure several women would give themselves to Brendan Urie. And men, I'd give myself to Brendan Urie. I absolutely would. You absolutely would. Yeah. I'd let you. I'd let you before me. Yeah. I basically am saying I I will be his sloppy seconds. Or (laughs) you can go first. Yeah. Like I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. But like, yeah. I think my girlfriend would too. I think you know how like you you, like when when with couples you're like there's that one where you're like to your to your opposite. Uh, you're like, all right, you can have that one. I think that's the I think that's the one that she would accept. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think she'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, she knows she's not in competition with you and Brendan Gary. <laughs> it's it's pretty adorable. And I might go see them. You might. You should. I am thinking about it. Uh, that would involve uh, going to a concert mm-hmm. in Boston. Right. Which means a lot of social interaction. And not being in my bed. But at the same time, it'd be a pretty fucking dope concert. It would be. So I'm thinking about it. I I highly highly recommend. Yeah, I know. That's why. <clears throat> and plus, there's no way in hell you're not gonna be there. Oh yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh anyway, we are Panic at the Disco. Yes. Our uh, new album is coming out in June. I'm Brendan Yeri. I'm not Brendan Yeri. No, you're, you're Brendan Yeri too. Oh. Because <laughs> he's the only one. Yeah. I am also Brendan Yeri. Uh, <clears throat> and today we are talking about Brendan Yeri. Yeah. All about Brendan Yeri. Yeah, and only it's... about Brendan Yeri. Yeah. And a little bit about Brendan Yeri. Maybe a little bit of Panic of the Disco. Yeah. But then Brendan Yuri. Yeah, and then some more Brendan Yuri after that. Fucking fair. In reality, we're Navi Tales. <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm Nick. And today on March Metal Month, we're going to be Welcome talking. Welcome back. Welcome back to the metal. I feel like a radio host right now. Yeah, like fucking. Welcome back to the rock. That late night guy on fucking 94. Yeah, right. Whatever, I forget his name. I'm sad. He's like, he was just like, yeah, hair. Fucking something about ha- your hair. Yeah. And he's like, hair razors. Fucking let's go. Yeah, anyway, today on that was awful. fucking <laughs> March Metal Month, we are going to be talking about Twisted Metal Black. And while not directly related to metal music, the soundtrack's a fucking banger, so let's do it. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what we yeah. we did for Doom. Yeah, the soundtrack's a fucking banger. Basically, this is my introduction. Twisted Metal Games were my introduction to Rob Zombie, and if that ain't metal, <laughs> I don't know what fucking is. Yeah. So, 
Uh, I decided to do Twisted Metal Black because it probably has the most story and the most metal story. Um, all the games have story, but this one's pretty fucking metal. That and there was more characters than the 2012 one, in my opinion. So, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. We're not talking about the overarching lore of Twisted Metal, because I think there is. But uh, we're just focusing on Twisted Metal Black, uh, which means we are going to focus on every individual character, their backstories, and uh, their ending that you would get if you experienced the game. Yeah. Which, uh, if you want, I fucking recommend. Either pick it up for PS2 or get real creative and just go buy it off the PlayStation Store. It is <laughs> literally for PS4 now. Yeah. It's part of their PS2 Legacy Collection. So you can pick up... It was, one, it was I think, the first game in it. So you can pick up Twisted Metal Black right now for like 15 bucks on your PS4. And I'm pretty sure it's still split screen. So Probably. That's pretty dope. There's not many games that do that anymore. Yeah. I, like, I know uh, War of the Monsters, which uh, released, I think, alongside Twisted Metal Black. Uh, for reasons I'll get into in two seconds, is split screen. I remember playing on my PS4 with my brother. Uh, my brother and I grew up playing War of the Monsters, and it's fucking great. The reason I think they're released alongside each other is you can get Sweet Tooth as a character in War of the Monsters. You can get a giant robotic Sweet Tooth, because War of the Monsters is like a 3D fighting game where you play as like giant monsters in a city. Like Godzilla? Yeah, you play as... Well, but like they're all original. By yeah, original, yeah. I mean, like, you can play as a giant lizard. But he's not. But he's God. not Godzilla. He's not Godzilla, you, wink, wink. You can play as a gorilla, but it's not King Kong. But, like, it's very 80s, uh, 70s B-movie sci-fi inspired. Yeah, yeah. Hence why I'm, I fucking love it. Um, Like, you can play as giant ants and stuff. It's just... <laughs> giant ants. It's just ridiculous. But you can get Sweet Tooth as a character in it, which you could only get in... For the PS2, you can only get it if you had Twisted Metal Black save data on that memory card. Ah, uh, it's one of those... Yeah, it's one of those old games. Now, obviously, it just comes with it. Yeah. Because there's no memory cards. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the Twisted Metal Black and War of the Monsters released alongside each other on the PlayStation Store. But we should probably talk about Twisted Metal Black, not War of the Monsters. Yeah, probably. War of the Monsters, I think, is a game that no one but my brother and I played. That game was a fucking dope game. Probably. It was so fun. Um, anyway, Twisted Metal Black is set in a fictional town called Midtown. All the stories focus on the perspective of each of the characters. Most of the characters in the game are being held in Blackfield Asylum, which is a mental institution. Uh, they then meet a man named Calypso, whom people believe to have the ability to grant anyone's wish. However, the characters will have to win Calypso's Twisted Metal Tournament to make their wishes. Uh, we're going to walk through each character, their backstories, and their wishes. Hell yeah. So the, the first character we're going to talk about is Mr. Grimm, uh, which is one of my personal favorites. He isn't my favorite, but he's up there. 1971, 18-year-old Mr. Grimm, real name unknown, and his best friend Benny fought in the Vietnam War. During one nighttime battle, Benny was shot and gravely wounded. Grimm attempted to treat him, but a Vietnamese soldier gets the drop on him, knocks him out, and captures the two. Grimm and Benny were placed in a 50-feet-deep uh, hole. Uh, for several days, Benny remained wounded, with Grimm constantly asking for help. That wouldn't come. One day, a military advisor to the Vietnamese came to see them, who was notorious for his own way of torture. Starvation. 
He threw down a knife, telling Grimm if he wants food, he had to make do with what he can find in the hole, implying that Grimm should kill Benny for food. Grimm knew what he wanted him to do, but he couldn't let, uh, let him have the satisfaction, however. Benny succumbed to his injuries two days later and died. Grimm, though hesitant, was left with no other option and began to eat Benny's corpse to survive, thinking Benny would have understood. <laughs> Grimm then sewed his comrade's skull into a helmet, which he has been wearing since. Two weeks later, a U.S. platoon of G.I.s came to free Grimm, but when they tried to remove the helmet, Grimm killed four of the soldiers before he was brought down. He then shipped back to the states, and uh, he was then shipped back to the states and placed in Blackfield Asylum, where he uh, has been stuck for thirty years, suffering from nightmares from that horrific event, waiting for the day he could get revenge. One day, a visitor named Calypso came to invite him to the contest, promising if Grimm won, he could get revenge on the man who destroyed his sanity. Grimm couldn't refuse the offer, so he entered the contest. Uh, if Mr. Grimm won the contest, uh, he sees Calypso to claim his prize. A man of his word, Calypso said that it's time for a reunion. Grimm is presented a room where, bound and gagged to a chair, was the advisor who Grimm claims that, after all these years, looked exactly the same. He didn't recognize Grimm, but Grimm recognized him, seeing him in his nightmares for 30 years. Calypso had one more prize for Grimm. An axe, intended for dinner for one. After Grimm kills the advisor, he remarks that over the years, Grimm has grown tired of solitary food and has developed a new craving for human flesh. It's so fucking dope. <laughs> it really is. Those are pretty dope. Yeah, like, and that's just one. That's just Mr. Grimm. We just getting started. We are just getting started, kids. That is just Mr. Grimm, who literally is constantly... Like, is always wearing a helmet that is Benny's skull. Yeah, his friend's skull. It's so cool. Which <laughs> is just fucking insane and dope. And then, and, like, it beats the shit out of anybody who tries to, like, take it from him. Yeah, dude, take that's, it off of that's him. his. Like, <clears throat> don't touch my friend. <laughs> I'm just gonna, when you die, I'm gonna just wear your skull. Oh, dope, really? Yeah. I, I, can, I can put that on my will. Okay, dope. Sweet. Or, like... Just, just like the, my <laughs> will... Is it my will right now has it so that when I die, I'm going to be cremated and put in an urn. And my brother has expressed permission and or uh, orders to uh, take my ashes to an airport and leave them in there so I can end up on a top 10 BuzzFeed weirdest things ever found on an airport list. Or I will remain immortal forever. Yes. So I'll, and just, I'll just save the skull. Yeah, you can have the skull. And if I don't wear it, I'll just put it on your... Put it on my shelf and I'll just talk to it. Like you still, I'll still do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, he'll do a podcast and it'll just be my skull. It'll just be your skull. It'll be me and the skull, just talking to it. Yeah, oh, I'm, I support that. Like, like fucking Sherlock. I support that wholeheartedly. <laughs> I'm in. Um, so next, we're gonna talk about John Doe. Uh, John Doe was once in a gang of lookalike thugs, uh, low life nobodies that got by with uh, random beatings and robbery. Determined to become a Determined to become well-known, the gang devised a plan. Detonate a powerful bomb in the middle, in, in, midtown, uh, in the Midtown Center for Disease Control Building, potentially spreading numerous diseases around the world. However, something happened to John, which caused him to acquire amnesia, and he was sent uh, to Blackfield Asylum afterwards. For a length of time, John and the doctors at the asylums were at a loss. No one could figure out who he was. One day, John gets a visitor, 
a man going by the name of Calypso, who makes John an offer. If John completes his contest, Calypso can show him the truth about who he truly was. He then shows John a picture of himself in a suit, all nice and neat, uh, like he was actually somebody. Determined to find out who he is, John enters the contest, tired of spending the rest of his life as a nobody. John went to Calypso to claim his prize uh, to finally know who he was. Calypso tosses John a wallet containing an ID that reveals John was an undercover FBI agent trying to take down a cult hellbent on destroying the world. After the cult planted the bomb in the CDC building and left, John rushed uh, back inside to dismantle the bomb, but due to a lack of time and desperation, he threw it outside. Uh, through a nearby window. The force of the explosion knocked John back against a wall, causing him to black out and lose his memory. John's pride of his heroic actions are soon greeted with horror when he remembers that Calypso is number two of, uh, on the FBI's most top ten most wanted list. Um, Calypso then points a, gun, a handgun at John, uh, thanks him for participating, and bids him farewell before shooting him multiple times in the chest. In his last dying moments, John remembers that he has a family consisting of a wife and two kids. Uh, Calypso's a really interesting character. He He's really um, kind of the, the Freudian deal, where every deal you make, unless it is purely malicious, won't come true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, he fulfilled exactly what Mr. Grimm wanted. Yeah. Exactly. Because Mr. Grimm wanted to kill and eat a man. Right. But John Doe, while he fulfilled his thing, there was, uh, you know, a, a kind of a, a negative repercussion to having his yeah, wish fulfilled. Yeah, he would have gotten, he would have made, like, an FBI agent back in, he pretty much remade an FBI agent um, because he, he figured out that he was an FBI agent and yeah. he, was, he was on the right side of the law or whatever. Yeah, so Calypso took care of him. Yeah. Like, that's just what Calypso does. He's a really fucking interesting character uh and he comes back he's in every single twisted metal game only a certain certain characters are uh sweet tooth being one of them but uh calypso is in all of them because it, it all has to do with calypso he is the one in charge of this he is this is why you compete in twisted metal yeah it's just interesting that like he could have just left him and still like there wouldn't have been an FBI agent, potentially. Because nobody could really figure it out. And But he was like, yeah, you're an FBI agent, and I'm going to kill you. But he could have just left him. But yeah, like, he fulfills the wish. Right. There's just not always, doesn't always go to plan. Right. Um, And as you will see later on, it doesn't always go to plan for Calypso either. Uh, so this time we have Bloody Mary. Mary is a young man with hopes of having a man of her own. In her childhood, Mary had the courage to tell the boy she liked how she felt about him but he pushed her in the mud and called her ugly. Mary is a bridesmaid while her friend Kristen is getting married. She tossed the bouquet of flowers to Mary and missed despite her. Uh, Mary then loses her mind as she's not taking her medication. She grabs a razor blade uh, a ra or a razor sharp knife uh, for the wedding cake and stabs Kristen to death. She then dragged her body to one of the dressing rooms and bolted the door, checking herself in Kristen's dress. She's later sent to Blackfield Asylum where she remained alone and unloved. Calypso came to visit her, though, inviting her to the contest, which, if Mary won, she gets her true love. Believing a beautiful woman as herself doesn't deserve to be alone, she enters the contest. <laughs> uh, 
Mary won the contest. Uh, she demanded her prize. When Mary wins the contest, she demands her prize from Calypso. And as promised, he presented her gr groom. Her groom. Calypso said that he had to make a few adjustments where the groom had has a large scar on his head. But Mary doesn't mind as she was... Uh, what the fuck did I type? <laughs> Calypso said that uh, he had to make a few adjustments. Uh, so the groom has a large scar on his head from it. Uh, but Mary uh, doesn't mind as he was her lover. Uh, he carried her in his arms and muttered, I will never love you. Shocked from those words and enraged that the man isn't her true love, she beats him to death with a club. Mary is determined to find her true lover, even though she has to, even if she has to go through each and every man one at a time. Yeah. One of the less interesting ones, in my opinion, but yeah. still, Calypso tried. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, it just, like, goes to what kind of powers does Calypso have? Like, he obviously performed some sort of brain surgery on this man, trying to make a zombie. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he was able to find that particular FBI agent's wallet after all of this. Like, he was able to get the man who looked like he had an aged a day for Mr. Grimm. Like, it's stuff like that, like, how does, where is the source of Calypso's power? Which is always really interesting. Yeah, where, where there's just resources and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so next we have Dollface. Uh, after college, Dollface worked for a mask maker named Mr. Creel. Uh, as an assistant, one day she accidentally spilled coffee on some docu on some documents, which infuriated her boss. Enraged, Mr. Krill uh, sealed a mask onto her, nailing the mask onto her face, and using an odd-shaped key to make sure that the mask would never come off. He then storms out of his office, leaving her alone. Dollface is sent to Blackfield Asylum, where she remained alone for seven years. Calypso visits her, ultimately inviting her to join his twisted metal contest. And if she wins, she would get the key to open her mask. Dollface enters the contest, but wonders if she deserves to be free. Dollface, by the way, is another one of the kind of main characters in the Twisted Metal games. Since, I think, Bla well, she's a returning character, so. But she, she comes, she shows up in most of the games. So when Dollface wins the contest and uh, sees Calypso wanting her prize, but there was a price for it. The key is connected to a chain uh, from an Iron Maiden where Mr. Creel is bound and gagged. Uh, if she took the key, uh, he will die. Um, without a thought, she nabs the key, which triggers the Iron Maiden, to slam shut, killing Mr. Creel. Dollface then discarded uh, the key, not wanting it anymore, having grown fond of her mask over her own face. Knowing that there are other bad people like Mr. Creel, Dollface decided to seek those who do bad stuff to people like her. She just comes a vigilante. Yeah, she's the closest thing these games have to a good guy. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, in the 2012 one, it was all about gangs. So, like, there was a doll face gang. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking cool, because they all had doll faces. Yeah, they all had It's masks. right up there with the, with the clowns. Like, just this... Crazy group of clowns led by Sweet Tooth, and it's the shit. By the way, I want to read Sweet Tooth, because I love him. Yeah. So you can read Raven. Okay. So next we're going to talk about Raven. Uh, Raven is a gothic teenager, along with her best friend, 
uh, Beast Boy. No, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> Different Raven, my bad. Shit, shit, wrong Raven. Wrong gothic teenager. Uh, Raven is a gothic teacher, uh, teenager, along with her best friend, Kelly. Uh, one day, they were at the pier looking through tarot cards to see if... Tarot, please. The T's silent. The second T is. Oh, my God. Don't be disrespectful. Oh, my God. Looking through tarot cards. To see if a boy who Kelly likes will notice her, as you do. Um, they drew out a death, uh, and they draw, they draw out a death card. At that moment, two guys from the school came to the pier and uh, harass Raven and Kelly, calling them witches. Uh, one boy grabbed Raven while the other had Kelly by her ankles, saying that he, would always, that he always wanted to see if a witch could swim. Uh, Raven shouted, Kelly can't swim, but he dropped her in the water anyways uh raven couldn't swim either so there was nothing she could do the two fled uh, the two the two boys fled the scene kelly's last words to raven was that she would go after them and make them pay uh, and then she ends up drowning uh raven's parents blame her for the incident and send her to blackfield asylum there she thinks about kelly cutting her nape into her arm determined to avenge her while listening to My Chemical Romance. No, please. Evanescence. <laughs> Break me up and shut up! <laughs> um, oh, geez. fuck. You right over there? I'm bleeding. It's fine. Oh, my God. I wasn't using that blood. It's cool. Oh, my God. You need a band-aid? No, I was just really emo about this. Hey, you know you have to take this too seriously. <laughs> wake me up inside. <laughs> I can't wake up! Um... She is visited by Calypso, offering her to join the contest to get revenge. Kelly uh, is her best friend in the world uh, and will do anything to fulfill her wish, so Raven enters the contest. Uh, Raven drives uh, a haunted heresy filled with uh, the, venge the vengeful souls of the dead that it once carried. Using her powerful voodoo dolls, she has become a hero to the people of Midtown, an urban legend who protects the innocents from the freaks and killers who roam the streets of this cursed city. That was her, that was her wish. To be super Revenge. To, be, yeah. to basically be a superhero. Uh, now we got the best character. <laughs> uh, I love Sweet Tooth. I have a Sweet Tooth pop vinyl. Yes. I have a dream of cosplaying Sweet Tooth because we share a very similar body type. Uh, so, without further ado, Sweet Tooth. Uh, Needles Kane is a feared serial killer terrorizing Midtown, well known for his vast numbers uh, of gruesome murders. One day, he's finally captured and put for execution. A preacher came into the room. He seemed to be someone intent to save Needles' soul, but he had other plans. When Needles is being electrocuted, the preacher shouted out to God to put a curse on Kane to forever, to burn forever in the flames of hell. At that moment, Needle's head set on fire, and he broke free from the bonds. He then gets beaten by four officers, managing to kill three in less than a minute, and put his mask back on. Which is always a great scene. He was, a, he was like, I was able to kill three in less than a minute, and get my mask back. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> he also calls everyone boys and girls in this. That's dope. It's so cool. He always, I'll, I'll show you the cutscene later, but he always refer he refers to... Whoever he's talking to, because everyone talks to the player, basically. So he refers to the player as boys and girls. In this really deep, cool voice. Yeah, which just fits with the... It fits him perfectly. The, the motif. Uh, soon after, Needles is sent uh, to Blackfield Asylum. For three months, the pain from the curse gets worse every day. 
Calypso came to visit and made Needles an offer. Needles won his contest. Calypso would remove the curse. Needles enters the contest intent on killing Calypso later. (laughs) Needles won the contest and asked Calypso to make good on his promise to lift the curse. He gave Needles a vial that holds the blood of the preacher who cursed him on his execution. If he drinks it, the curse will be gone. But Calypso also said if Needles goes back to his killer ways, the antidote will wear off, and the curse will be back to haunt him. Within ten seconds, Needles chose to live with, live with the curse rather than give up his priorities, so he crushed the vial underfoot, kills Calypso by sliding, slicing his throat, and with Calypso lying dead and free, Needles intends to be the greatest serial killer of all time. <laughs> he literally cuts his head off. This is freaking dope. Just like this guy who's been like going to everybody, just like orchestrating them. He's just like, fuck you. Sweet Tooth, don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Sweet Tooth, don't give a damn. I'm going to do what I want. Next, we're going to talk about Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Steelwell. <laughs> Billy Ray Steelwell. Billy Ray was once a farmer. <laughs> Billy Ray was a farmer. Uh, growing, growing and selling corn with Annie, his wife. And she was okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> one day they were two weeks from harvest, and Billy Ray was at the fields uh, checking on the crop until suddenly he heard a strange noise up in the air. There was no dusting scheduled that afternoon. Um, when he looked up, he saw a plane zooming over the crops with a strange, with strange smoke pouring out of it. He yelled at the uh, at the plane pilot to stop. But he just kept coming. Um, Billy Ray. Billy Ray. That's right. It's real hard for you, isn't it? What? Saying Billy Ray. No, I, I read, I, and he just kept coming, and I immediately thought of, and they don't stop coming. And they don't stop coming. <laughs> oh, fucking. Back to the rules, in the ground running. Fucking. I can't. It's like a curse. It really is. Um. Billy Ray gets caught in the smoke, which uh, suffocates him and renders him unconscious for hours. When Billy Ray finally wakes up, uh, he finds his entire cornfield dead, and uh, his face is horribly disfigured. His first thought was to get back home to Annie, who he figured would uh, know what to do since she was very smart. Uh, But when he returned to his house, he finds her kissing another man who was the pilot of that plane... That had uh, poisoned uh, him earlier. He overhead, overheard Annie and the pilot laughing and talking about killing Billy Ray and collecting the life insurance from it. Enraged and heartbroken, Billy Ray grabbed the closest thing he could find, a garden hoe. Um, the pilot escaped, but Annie was brutally murdered. Billy Ray kept, uh, trashing, kept thrashing at her corpse uh, for over an hour until she was basically unrecognizable um sometime later billy was sent to blackfield asylum where every single day he would be haunted by the pilot uh one day everything changed he had a visitor who called himself calypso he said that he ran a contest and is looking for people like billy ray to be a part of it billy ray would win the contest he would get the one thing that his heart desired revenge against the pilot who ruined his life so billy ray eagerly accepts uh, at the end of Twisted Metal Black, Billy Ray uh, embarked on his life and on his life his life's ambition to outdo Sweet Tooth as um, Midtown's most notorious serial killer. Uh, it's been ten years since that vow, and he has yet to kill another soul. 
until tonight. <laughs> Where he gets his revenge on the pilot. So now we're going to talk about my dad. <laughs> um, that's a joke. Uh, this guy's nothing like my dad. In case you don't understand that joke, my dad's a, a preacher. My dad's a minister. Uh, and the next character we're talking about is Preacher. Yeah. One night, a couple brought a newborn to the church. Uh, the preacher was performing his duties when the infant was possessed by a demon. However, it was too powerful and ended up possessing the preacher. With the demon inside of him, the preacher killed everybody in the church. By the time the police came, the demon had abandoned him and he was arrested for murder. The preacher was sent to Blackfield Asylum, where he hears the demon inside calling for him. One day, he had a visitor, Calypso who said he ran a contest, and if the preacher won, he could reveal the truth. Hoping that God would welcome him back, the preacher enters the contest. <sighs> Afterwards, the preacher approaches Calypso, wanting his innocence proven and name cleared. Calypso, however, reminds him that he only promised to reveal the truth. There is no demon at all. The voice inside his head was a figment of his imagination. And, that, and the exorcism was merely a baptism. Everything he had experienced was all in his in insanity-ridden mind. The preacher tries to cope with, his with this information through various rituals, including a crucifixion to prove his loyalty to God, but to no avail. In the end, the preacher decided that he cannot hide from himself and throws himself off a roof into traffic below, committing suicide. Also, fun fact, in the uh, Sweet Tooth one, where he talks about the preacher coming and cursing him, yeah, yeah that's this guy. Oh, good. So this guy's the one who caused Sweet Tooth to have his head on fire. Yeah, dude. That's a, like, even when you look at, like, the cover of the game, yeah. it's an all-black cover, and it's just Sweet Tooth's face. Yeah. Which, if you don't know what we're talking about, you could Google image search it, but it's basically a clown mask with the head on fire. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's just... Metalish, and just shit. imagine driving around, be like shooting missiles at other cars as like an ice cream truck because Sweet Tooth drives an ice cream truck, like in a giant ice cream truck, shooting missiles at cars while Dragula by Rob Zombie plays. <laughs> Tell me this isn't the shit, yeah. Nobody says a metalish shit. Um, so next we have No Face Frank the Tank Mick, uh, McCutcheon was a small time boxer years ago. One particular night, he fought against a big-time boxer from out of town. He beat him so hard that Frank was knocked out before the end of the first round. Uh, Frank's face was greatly injured from the fight, but some guys he knew from the gym said that they knew a, a surgeon who could fix him up. Uh, they were better. They were better. There were better doctors, but Frank couldn't afford them. Uh, so he went to Doctor Hatch, who was a fan of his fights. However. The, the doctor also bet 20000 on Frank during his fight and lost it. Uh, as Frank was being put under, he could hear the scraping sounds of the doctor's blades and blaring uh, opera music. Why do all surgeons have opera music? By the way, if you don't know, I don't know if you even know this, like my phobia is surgery. Um, I feel like I kind of knew that. And it's like always been a phobia and it's a phobia because I, I i logically speaking i understand like where modern medicine is yeah but it's a phobia which means it's irrational and it freaks me the fuck out hospitals freak me out too like i don't go to hospitals it's really bad because i if i have any health problems i will ignore the fuck out of them until i'm dead well yeah i knew that so i really have like a straight up fear of this 
So even hearing your melodic voice talk about this surgeon, this <laughs> surgery, kind of freaks me out a little bit. Hmm. So let's walk through that real quick. Yeah. So you can continue, <laughs> and I'm going to hold my fists. Okay. Um, the doctor, bitter for his loss, proceeds to cut out Frank's eyes, tongue, and stitching, and and stitching his eyelids and mouth shut, uh, earning the nickname No Face. No Face is later seen sulking in an alley about his condition, um, then later busting into the hospital to find Dr. Hatch for revenge, but ends up attacking uh, six innocent people. No Face was sent to Blackfield Asylum afterwards, who has been alone in solitary confinement ever since. Sometime after, a man named Calypso visits him, inviting him to a contest which, if No Face won, would uh, allow him to get revenge on the doctor who destroyed his life. Seeing no reason to refuse, uh, No Face enters the contest. No Face goes to Calypso, who grants him his prize. Uh, he is brought off, off screen to a room with the doctor who mutilated him, tied to a punching bag. No Face is given uh, a boxing glove with multiple sharp objects tied to it, uh, fitting him perfectly as if they were meant to be together. No Face then kills the doctor with his new glove and later uh, recollects, recollects that it was the first time he ever knocked somebody out with a punch. Yeah. No Face is pretty cool, too. Yeah, that's just, that's just like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> they just beat him up. Um, so uh, now we're kind of in boss territory. The bosses have backgrounds and wishes and stuff. They're a little more vague, uh, even with character name. And they're a little more subtle, I guess. Uh, so I cannot confirm or deny whether this is 100% accurate for the rest of it. But it's the best. I did the best I could. So now we have Charlie Kane Jr. I call him Charlie Kane Jr. because he is only referred to as Charlie Kane's son. So I call him Charlie Kane Jr. So over a year, everything was going great for Charlie Kane and his son. He drives a taxi and takes his son sometimes. He wouldn't let them talk and his brother, who became bad when he drove an ice cream truck, as for Charlie and his son, uh, or uh, he wouldn't let him talk about his brother, who became bad when he drove an ice cream truck. Who drives an ice cream truck? And has the last name Kane. Um... Uh, so, as for Charlie and his son, they're like best friends. One fateful, knife, one fateful night, a passenger had a gun, shot Charlie, and ran. His son was horrified, but had an idea. He put together a controller that made his father alive again. Other people think it's weird, and they want to put the boy in a home and bury his father, but he didn't want that. He enters a contest hosted by Calypso, who promised to make things better. It's a smart fucking kid. Yeah. Calypso's son won, or Charlie's son won the contest and went to Calypso asking for his prize to make everything all better. Turns out to be a trick. Calypso destroyed the controller, killing Charlie. His son begged him to come back and even tried to fix the controller, but he was pulled away by Calypso. Calypso told Charlie's son that, in time, things will be better, and that he needs a successor to take over his contest when he dies. Charlie's other son would have been the perfect choice, but since his younger brother killed him, he was the next best thing, as violence was in his blood. From this, it can be assumed that Calypso wanted Sweet Tooth to take over Twisted Metal. But instead, it's Charlie's son. Yeah, that's dope. I just saw like how like like all this stuff is like all these promises and stuff, and then he was just like, "Yeah, I want things to get better," and he's just like, "All right, I'm gonna be real with you. 
He needs to die. <laughs> he needs to like, die. Like, and like, I'm gonna give you the powers of a god. Yeah, and it was it was like like a very real like if anybody was like no this how do I make this better it's just like oh you need to let go and he like that's the answer he gave yeah, it's it very, really it's is. very straightforward it was a very straightforward answer he killed what was what Frankenstein being his father was and was like okay but now for real I can make things better yeah so so next we have Axel not not that Axel not got it memorized Axel. <laughs> Um, Axel is looking for a person named Roxas. Uh, sorry, Axel. Is- <laughs> <laughs> you loser! <laughs> Axel is looking for a person uh, for the person who killed his wife. Uh, he feels responsible for her death and feels revenge is the only sense of closure that he will get. So he enters the uh, a contest hosted by Calypso, who said that he would reveal the killer. Axel won the contest and went to Calypso and demanded to know who the who killed his wife. Turns out that it was Sweet Tooth. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Axel then began blaming himself for his wife's death until Sweet Tooth said that she didn't die easy and that she begged for him as he killed her. Uh, Axel then shot Sweet Tooth, killing him. Although Sweet Tooth was dead, uh, so was his wife. He then drove off, deciding to stay, to stay in his vehicle with his powers, stating the, stating the clown is dead, but so is my wife. I will never be free. So cool. <laughs> It's like, no one gets a happy ending in this game. And yeah. Do you really want a happy ending in this game? So now we have Cage. Cage is a serial killer, just like Needles Kane. However, unlike Needles, he feels remorse for his victims and cries like a baby, though that does not stop him from killing. By entering the tournament, he hopes that Calypso will be able to remove the part of his brain that makes him sad whenever he kills. That's such a cool dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and, and the fact that there's so many goddamn serial killers competing in this town. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, it really is. And, like, because, like, you have Sweet Tooth in this town. Yeah. Who, like, that's his thing. Yeah. That's what he's known for. He's the top dog. Cage also appeared in Twisted Metal. Okay, so Cage didn't have, like, a true ending to his story. Uh, so I pulled it from Twisted Metal Lost, which is kind of a spin-off mobile game, if I remember, or a spin-off unmade sequel to Black, I think. Uh, so I pulled it from that. So this isn't 100% canon, but fuck it. <laughs> You're gonna um, get it anyways. So uh, while it's not entirely clear what happened between the events of Twisted Metal Black and the events of Twisted Metal Lost, it can be assumed that he got his other wish, the chance to fight Needles. When the two killers crossed paths, Needles made quick work of Cage, leaving nothing but a head and a torso. <laughs> Needles kept him alive to teach him a lesson. It is unknown how Cage is still able to operate his vehicle at this point. <laughs> so That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so next we have Black. Black is on a mission for another person uh, to locate and murder Calypso. However, the person who sent him has never been seen before, and it is never revealed why exactly he is carrying it. Out this mission. According to the original Twisted Metal, created in the year 1995, in Twisted Metal Black, the entire storyline is darker and is referred to as an alternate universe, in comparison to the other Twisted Metal games. As stated, it is because it is as stated is because it is all in Needles Needles Kane's head. Um, but there is even more to Twisted Metal Black. Black, the driver of manslaughter made an appearance in Twisted Metal. Um, Darkseid's driver, Mr. Ash, Mr. lost... 
So Mr. Ash's yeah, lost ending. Yeah, it's in Mr. Ash's lost ending. The the driver of the the vehicle dark side. Yeah. Um in that ending, he wants his demon black back, which makes one uh believe Ash is Satan. Um when he gets his black back, Calypso gets very upset. This is because Black is on is sent on a mission to kill uh a darker, more evil Calypso in the Black universe. Yeah, so it's like parallel dimension shit. Yeah. But like Twisted Metal Black is all canonically in Kane in, in Sweet Tooth's head. Which is even more insane in my opinion. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> so it, it's all pretty crazy. Uh so finally we have a uh, Minion or Marcus Kane. So Marcus Kane is the split personality of Needles Kane. Uh, which is revealed in Twisted Metal head-on, but is also evident that playing through as a minion, uh, his loading screen messages reveal this. Uh, because, so, Minion doesn't have a main story. He's only said uh, as the winner of the previous year's Twisted Metal contest. As the load screen for each level, while play- at the load screen for each level while playing as minion, there are a series of numbers instead of words, uh, alike with the other characters. These numbers have been translated into words, so one for A, two for B. Uh, so the messages are, I do not think this is real. I must speak in code or he will discover me. We are trapped in his head. This is how he sees the world, how Sweet Tooth sees his life. It is not real. All of us are trapped in his head. I miss the old colorful world. We will return to our old world one day. In the real world, my name is Marcus Kane. That's awesome. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> it's just like, we are trapped here. And, and by colorful world, the original Twisted Metal games were very, very colorful. Yeah. While this one is not so black. much. Black. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit more on the black side. Yeah. Um, The game's pretty fucking great. Uh, a lot of it has to do with Sweet Tooth. Uh, I think it's probably because he's so iconic as a character. Yeah, probably. But he it, he's fucking interesting. Uh, the gameplay for Twisted Metal Black, by the way, aged like shit. <laughs> um, if you are feeling nostalgic and can still remember how to play, I recommend it. Because I had fun playing it. But, like, I wouldn't recommend you play it. Because yeah. you'll just get mad. Probably. Because <laughs> uh, it plays like shit. But, like, I was still able to do everything, and I was still having fun, but, like, I lost a lot more than I remember losing. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, it's just not responsive and weird. Yeah. But, um, overall, Twisted Metal is a great game with a banger of a soundtrack. Let me see if I can't get the Twisted Metal Black soundtrack real quick. We could just walk through it for a minute, considering this is Metal Month. Yeah, Metal Month. Yep, knew there'd be a playlist. So it's got Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. Shocking. Uh, it's got a bunch of Cold Chamber on it, weirdly enough. Uh, the Deftones. It fucking has, like... Hold up. I don't believe that that song's on this soundtrack. <laughs> fucking, okay, it's on IMDb. Oh? Do you think it'll actually be on there? I mean, I think they do video games on IMDb. Yeah, it's got, like, voice actors and stuff, but not... I'm looking for what the fuck it's like all the original songs which is like fucking dope also dope but like I feel like there's a bunch of other songs in it 
I think I like a later twist. Of, have I been lying to myself all this time? Have I had <laughs> false memories this whole time? <laughs> Somebody implanted false memories in my brain. I'm fucking triggered. I'm gonna find it. Why doesn't anyone know the Twisted Metal Black song? It's fucking Paint It Black. Okay, I found it. No, these are all the... Oh, these are the licensed tracks. Okay, I got it. Um, so they have California Queen, The Champ by Ghostface Killa. Uh, they have Cold Metal by Iggy Pop. <laughs> they have Crazy by, um, like, Stone... Like, by Willie Nelson. Um, they have Sammy Hagar on there. They got Sepultura on there, which is fucking awesome. More Human Than Human by White Zombie. They have Natural Born Killer by Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> That's awesome. Raise the Flag by Airborne. Riding on the Wind by Judas Priest. Straight out of Compton by NWA. <laughs> it's a fucking banger of a soundtrack. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Like, it's and and I know that like NWA and uh, what is it, Ghostface Killer rap, but like still pretty metal. Just got Avenged Sevenfold straight on the soundtrack. Yeah. It's fucking rad. So uh, it's it's a really cool kind of game and I, I have fond memory and white zombie was on it that's what i was thinking and i have fond memories of um the soundtrack for this game influencing what i was really into at the time so yeah it fits perfectly into our metal month <laughs> even the like content is metal as shit yeah yeah um so yeah i i'm a big fan of this but um mostly because i like sweet tooth as a character Something about that clown mask. The fact that it isn't his face and it's a mask yeah. kind of is what does it for me. Yeah. He's not like a, a third-rate Joker. Right. In my opinion. He's like much more straightforward and less finesse than a, a Joker. He's more of a serial killer. Yeah. He's more of a John Wayne Gacy, if you will. If you understand that reference, I love you. <laughs> um, so... Like we like to end every episode. Nick, what you been playing, bruh? I have been playing some Monster Hunter World. Just chugging all right along on that. I've been actually trying to get a new armor set, which means a lot of farming of the same monster, if you want a particular I have set. I fucking noticed that. Um, And I'm in high rank, so I need a specific item. I need one specific thing that drops, but like... It's like the rarest thing that that monster drops, and I literally have everything else, but I can't get this to drop. Farm. Farm. So I've been doing that. I think they just dropped a new monster in the game. I haven't, play I haven't fought it yet, but I'm pretty sure they just added a new monster to the game, which is dope. Um, and then I've been playing some Kirby Star Allies, and I, goddamn do I love this game. It makes me so happy it's inside. so fucking good. Um, I beat the main campaign. I am not that far in the main campaign. I beat the main the main campaign, and then after you beat it, it unlocks like one more bonus level. It unlocks like a it unlocks a spot to get every ability. Oh like, nice! It, it, like a gallery. Yeah. Um, and then it, most uh, Kirby games have a gallery. Yeah, and then it unlocks one more one more uh, level, and it there's a nice there's a very nice throwback that made my heart okay happy. Don't but tell me it's the game's pretty new, so I'm not gonna spoil it for you or anybody listening. Uh. But it, it made my heart happy. Yeah, I uh, have been playing the same games, but a lot less. I 
Uh, I picked up Monster Hunter World and Kirby on uh, when I got paid. Uh, so I've been playing those. Uh, I'm not super far in Monster Hunter, but I'm also not super far in Kirby. I've been doing other shit. But um, they're both great. Uh, I freaked the freak out when I made a Polico. Oh, I yeah. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. So I have a cat buddy named Sofa. Uh, and I don't regret my life decisions, <laughs> and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you picked the uh, the long blade, right? I picked no. Fuck, what did I pick? Yes, it's the that's like the pole arm, right? Well, like it's got it's like a really long handle with a really long blade on the end. Is it a skinny blade? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the long blade. Yeah, I think it's the long blade too. I fuck with it. Yeah, it's I've been fun. using I've been using dual blades. I think I'm gonna. When I play with you, because I'll I'll probably get, you'll have to host, so I'll be yeah regs down. Um, I'll probably start a new weapon, so I can start working through that tr- a new weapon tree, and I'm pro- I'm probably gonna pick the charge blade, okay, which is dope. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's um it's a short it's a sword and a shield, but the, it's different from the actual sword and shield. So you you attack with the sword and shield form, and you store up energy, and then you combine the shield becomes goes on top of the sword and it becomes a giant axe and you just swing it and you fucking like dish out like electricity power. And it's yeah, fucking I, dope. I saw stuff like that and I saw like there was like a gun blade in it and I was just like, I could go be Squall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I went with the long, uh, the long blade and I don't regret it because like there's a whole aerial aspect to it that I'm not sure if other, I don't know. I haven't tried other weapons. There's a whole aerial aspect to the long blade where like you launch yourself up in the air and you can like spin with it as you come down. I was just like, fuck yeah, dude, this is sick as hell. So I was fucking with that, playing some little little raptor fuckers. Yeah. Um and I freaked out when at the very beginning of the game, this might be this isn't a spoiler because it's the very beginning of the game. When you're going to the gate of the base, yeah, and that thing attacks your friends. Yeah. And then the giant one comes and just throws against the wall. I'm like, this is the most Jurassic Park I think a game's ever been. <laughs> Pretty much. It was like the giant T-Rex looking one just grabs it and slams it. You gotta like run through its legs. I was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> so that that made me happy. It's a little bit like anime for me, but I'm over it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it is in like the cutscenes, but there's not that much of it. Yeah, and, and the gameplay is fucking worth it. Yeah, it's mostly, you're mostly in the gameplay, like, hunting hunting monsters, and there's not that. That's my thing. I don't like, like, when games are, like, really anime. I have no better way to describe it. <laughs> I'm not a big anime person, but when games are really anime, I fall in love with the gameplay because it makes me feel like a badass because anime is very good at doing that. Yeah. But I die at the dialogue, which is why I don't like anime. Yeah. Cuz like the dialogue and the delivery is always very weird to me and uncomfortable. Yeah. I uh, think it's just like a lost in translation thing cuz it usually comes from overseas. It's like a lost in translation thing along with like it's hyper expressive. Yeah. And I don't I like subtlety. So I've never been a huge fan of like hyper expression. So that's why like it makes me uncomfortable, but it's fucking worth it to launch myself up in the air with a pull arm and spin it around me as I come down onto the ground. Yeah, like I like your your uh, helper friend. Yeah, she's. I think she's kind of annoying. She's so fucking annoying. She's, okay, good. I, I'm glad I'm not in the minority. No, no, she's pretty annoying. But like, 
this game is much more about the gameplay and hunting monsters and that's why I think I'm more comfortable and with it. and grinding and um and getting better weapons and then to fight stronger monsters and that it's very not a bunch about the story. There's like cutscenes, but it's very few and far between. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that then. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm just looking forward to having the time to do it. I actually have the weekend off, so I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm gonna play some of it this weekend. Looking forward to it. To finally digging my like fingers into it. I just haven't had the time. Yeah. Uh same with Kirby. Uh and I'm having a blast. I'm on the third world, but um I have so much left to do in the game. Uh and I was still playing Payday when Nick came over. Actually I I'd beaten a couple levels in Kirby before you came over. And then I was like, ah, I gotta do stuff in Payday. <laughs> it's a good balance. You go from like robbing banks to this cutesy game, but when I get over cutesy, I'm like, I'm gonna go wear a devil mask and go shoot a cop. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like so. it's just how it works. And I and I didn't mean literally shoot a cop. I wouldn't want violence on law enforcement. It's just most of the enemies in Payday are police officers as they try to uh you know, stop you from robbing diamonds. Yeah. So, uh, I, they just had an update for Future Fight. Oh, God. It's an X-Men update. You, they added, uh, Angel, Colossus, Emma Frost, and Magic as playable characters. Um, Colossus has incredible stats, but Magic also pushes shit in. Uh, and the only one I have so far is Angel. Welcome to my life. <laughs> uh, they also added two new uniforms for uh, Cyclops and Wolverine, which are their Marvel Now uniforms. So it's like Cyclops with the X on his head instead. Yeah. And I'm like, instead of like the visor, and I was like, give me that. <laughs> Fucking Cyclops was right. Give me that. <laughs> give me that. Um, so I'm just bummed they haven't added Phoenix Force Cyclops yet, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gearing up. For I'm trying to finish like I have Thanos maxed out level wise and stats wise. I don't have his gears maxed out, so I've been working on that because there's no way they're not adding new Thanos content with Infinity War coming up soon. Like that, I will probably be the next update for this game. Yeah, Infinity War. So I'm going to finish. I want to get Thanos capped out so that when the new stuff comes out for him, probably a new uniform. I can get that and then instantly have a really good Thanos. Um, but that's that's just kind of what I've been doing with that. Uh, and it still has me by the balls. The game's <laughs> great. Uh, and then in D&D Corner. Oh, yeah. Some did. Let me uh, open up my uh, journal. Oh, let me get my notes. Let me get my notes. I feel like we didn't do a whole lot last session. I fucking... We just fought a lot. We fought a lot last session. Um, Where was I? So we... At the end of the session beforehand, uh, Nick had gotten a letter. Yes. The letter says, The water runs cold, the ground runs much more frigid. Below the knees, but above the trees, life happens to be livid. Uh, so we find a, a path following kind of the river. Um... And as we follow this path, we, we end up going up the mountainside a little bit and finding uh, a pile of bodies, which were the bodies we were looking for in our campaign, the bodies of the soldiers we were following. So uh, we then fight snowman goblins. Yep. Or snow goblins. 
uh, which were goblins that were covered in snow. Uh, and they were pretty fucking fun to fight, in my opinion. Yeah. So we're on a cliff. We're on a like a cliffside. Yeah. And so when we fought ten of them, which is a we, lot. Yeah, we fought ten and a leader. We fought ten and a leader, but we we found a way to push like five of them off the cliff's edge. Yeah, because one of them there was like. Half of them were on, like, let's say, like, the left side. They were up high. Yeah. And the other ones were, like, on our level, but there was also a cliff. So it was, yeah. like, it was like, a, like, a, like a staircase type, yeah. type situation. Um, so, yeah, we, f- we figured out how to, like, like, our Dragonborn, like, pushed half of them off the cliff. I drop-kicked one off a cliff. Yep. Like... And then, like, hit it. it was still alive when it fell. So it was you... still alive when it fell, so I hit it with my boomerang and just fucking... Cr- I, I critted it. It was yeah. awesome. It was dope. Uh, but meanwhile, our rogue decided that she didn't want to fight with us oh and would God. rather push the bodies off the cliff to make sure they're safe, even though like we didn't have to do that. We were like, you should probably be fighting with us. Anyway, she did that. So our dungeon master got mad and made three wolves attack her, so she had to solo fight those. Yeah. Um, uh, I, 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 sn- I took a picture and I threw it up on my personal Instagram of our DM just exhausted at the end of yesterday. Oh my god, we it was were pissing of- you so off we so much. We kept hitting crits. We kept getting crits, we kept getting high rolls for like, just everything. I think what, like, the lowest Casey got was like, a 17. Like, it was wild! We got the highest rolls on everything. I it was, was like, well, because when we first get up to the thing and the goblins show up, I my character speaks goblin, so I try to like communicate with the leader. And I was like, hey, can we just like take not. the can we just not and just take the, take these bodies and leave? And the goblin was just like, no, these are mine. So like, I was just like, I don't enough of this shit. I'm pretty sure I critted him like immediately. You critted him, and then Megan killed him. Yeah, he was dead in two turns. Like I didn't even get to fight the leader. Nobody. There was yeah. When we rolled for initiative, it was me and then Megan. And I was sick of the, like, we, we weren't getting anywhere, uh, like, communicating. And the DM's like, hey, if you attack, you're probably going to piss a lot of these goblins off. I was like, fuck it. So I rolled, I critted him. He was pretty much dead. Megan had second turn, and then she died. And she did, he, she rolled good, too. And they killed him so fast, the dungeon master goes, well, you've just scared all the goblins here, so you guys are going to get, like, advantage. We're going to get advantage overall. So we went twice before the goblins got to attack because they were scared shitless. Yeah, because we fucked up. And in that meantime, we killed five of them. (laughs) We literally killed five goblins and the leader before any goblins could attack. It was so crazy. I never roll crits. It's my life. We, I don't think in our entire last session, I was able to attack anything. No. Because I rolled so poorly. But, like, it was dumb how well we rolled. Oh, yeah. But I just have a picture of our DM behind the screen with just his hand in his face. Like, he's, like, leaning on the table. He's so, like... He's so distraught. Was not ready for us to just destroy his campaign. Yeah. We fucked up that battle. Holy shit. It was pretty great. But and then we we go down to the where the rogue had put the bodies. We save her from the wolves, uh, and then we kick the shit out of her. Yeah. You and I. <laughs> yeah, we like. We, can her. we go? Can we roll to do non uh, to do temporary damage to her and kick the shit out of her? And my DM was like, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, can I hit her with my staff? And he was like, you're gonna do lethal damage. And I was like, so she had two health, <laughs> which didn't help. I was like, so. 
just fucking. Everybody's like, no, you can't hit her. You can't kill her. Damn it. I was pissed. But we beat the shit out of her. Oh, yeah. And then we put all the bodies on a sled. Yeah. So that we could take it back to the guard tower. Yeah, because we're in a f- like field of snow. Yeah, so, so we, we have to carry all these bodies back. And we were about halfway there. We, we had to stop for camp. But. That was pretty much it. Oh, and we also had to dress the naked dead bodies of these soldiers in the gear that the goblins had. <laughs> yeah, because they were naked and we didn't want to disrespect them. Yeah, so we had to dress it in the gear that the goblins had. Like, it was pretty, it was a fun session. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, I had fun. <laughs> it's just really funny to see our dungeon master just fed up with our shit as he was. Yeah, he's, he was so fucking done with us. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was pretty cool, though. Um, Looking forward to next session. I'm surprised, I was convinced he was going to make us fight a hill giant. Yeah. It seemed like he was gonna. It's like everything was pointing towards him, fi- like making us fight a hill giant, including him talking about the big hill that we had to climb. Yeah, I was like, we're gonna fight a hill giant. We're gonna fight a hill giant, and then we never fought a hill giant. And then he got re- he got real mad at Megan too because uh, Megan is a an elf ranger, uh, so she was able to find out everything we were about to fight before we fought it. Yeah, and he was so mad. Yeah. He was so mad that, like, none of it was a surprise. Well, it was to her. Yeah. Or it wasn't, it was to us. It wasn't to her. Right. Uh, what we do is, uh, in a lot of campaigns, you pass notes. We just text each other if it's, like, things that only one person knows. Yeah. So we'll, we'll the DM will text us, and we'll text the DM and stuff, um, which I think works perfectly. Yeah. So that's how I got my wish. Yes. So... Yeah, uh, it was a fun session. Obviously, I'm looking forward to it because I look forward to it every week. Uh, I think I'm going to pick up Curse of Stroud or Strauss or whatever. Uh, it's a campaign. Mm. It's all vampires. I don't know when or how I'm going to run it, mm. but I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's Dungeons and Dragons Corner. Yes. Uh, you can check us out on both Instagram and Twitter. We are at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that is at Navi underscore Tales. Um, send us pictures of your lovely pets. I also, are you guys interested in when we talk about D&D? Yeah, that's a good question. We, I don't think we actually asked that. We've done it like, what, three times now? Yeah, and I, I like talking about it, and I think it's fun to kind of recap our campaign. Uh, are you guys at all interested in us talking about it? If you are or are not or are more interested in it and hearing about more, let us know. Uh, we can always do an extra so just on Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Uh, I am currently reading, like, all the Dungeons & Dragons books, as many as I can get my grubby little fingers on, (laughs) because they are filled to the brim with lore, especially things like Xanthar's Guide and Volo's Guide. Um, And I love it. Yeah. Uh, The only reason I'm not currently reading the Monster Manual is because Bro stole mine. So... Yeah. uh, But, yeah, they they just are fascinating lore bits. Uh, So let us know uh, if you're interested in keeping that segment in. If you're interested in uh, hearing more, you like take that shit out. Hearing I just want less, video games. Uh, let us know. So yeah. Uh, other than that, I think that I'm set. Yeah. Uh, we'll we be... are a couple weeks away from PAX at this yep. point, uh, which I think it's important to talk about again. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be at PAX 2018 East. Um, just kind of on the floor, just hanging out. Yeah. 
Uh, if you games. are at all interested in meeting up with us, uh, let us know. Tweet at us. Uh, DM us on Instagram or whatever. Uh, we'll, we might throw a time out there if people are interested in meeting with us. Uh, unless no one meets with us, and then I'll just get sad. So uh, that's... We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, if not, we'll 100% be doing an episode on PAX East. Yeah, we are going and to our, be doing an episode on PAX East. So our time there, so... So, yeah, if you... You can live vicariously through us. Yeah, and uh, by social fucking things that I do and I'm in large social thing, experiment yeah. things where I just tell everyone that I wish I was dead. Yeah, you freaked that lady out last year. I freaked... Okay, now I'm going to say this. I was joking about this. What I was joking about isn't a joke, but it, it's serious and it's very close to my heart. But I like seeing people's reactions to things. So, I was... So we, we, live in a, we live in a culture where you go up to somebody and they, and they go, oh, how, how are you doing? And they don't mean it. Like, like you go up to to buy something at like a CVS. You oh, go up, how are you? Yeah, like how are you today? And like most people just like good. Yeah, it's just instinctual. I like to kind of throw a monkey wrench into that. So the lady goes, "Oh, how are you doing?" And I go, "I'm dead on the inside." And she goes, "Oh, why?" So now I had to come up with a response to why. So I was like, "Well, I keep trying to hang myself, but the rope keeps breaking because I'm fat." And then she looked shocked. <laughs> you were laughing. Your girlfriend looked shocked and goes, how did you just say that? I'm like so desensitized because I, I hang around with you so much. And we just and you just do it to every everywhere we go. I do it so everywhere. I'm just so desensitized to it. Um, so I was just laughing. Nice. My, you almost got that. Yeah. Uh, I was just laughing my, my ass off when he said it. And everybody else like around that heard it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Eeyore was laughing. Like, it was just fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I do that stuff a lot. I just kind of like to uh, mess with people and make them remember me. Um, obviously, I think that, that suicide isn't a joke what, with all that. But um, yeah, uh, I did it the other day at Taco Bell and got a free drink. I remember that. I remember you <laughs> I telling was, me that. I was at Taco Bell and I'm like... Leaning out the drive-thru window. I'm exhausted at this point. I was just picking up food because I hadn't eaten all day and I was so tired. So I'm leaning out the window and the guy goes, how are you? And I'm like, dead on the inside. <laughs> so then I pull up to the thing. He goes, do you want a drink? I was like, I, I didn't order one. He goes, no, 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 no. Do you want a drink? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, what do you want? Baja Blast because I'm at the fucking Taco Bell. Yeah. And then he hands it to me and he goes, I hope your day gets better. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I got a free drink from Taco Bell. A free Baja Blast. For saying something I say all the time. I... Oh, so... my god. Yeah, I, I've actually cut back on saying it after that because I felt bad. I'm not really dead on the inside anymore. I take medicine for that. But um, it's still a good response and people remember me. So, um, yeah. Yep. A little bit dark, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna be at PAX, uh, yeah. is the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we, we won't make jokes like that at PAX, or at least Nick won't. <laughs> I can't say the same for Josh. Uh, so if you want to meet up with us, I 100% support it. I would love to meet some of the people that we, uh, that listen to us, that like what we do. Uh, it'd be really cool to meet up with fans. Yeah, you can critique us in person. Yeah, and, and our banter. Yeah. I, <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, we, 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 we go on Reddit, guys. <laughs> And it's awesome. I love seeing you guys talk about us on Reddit. Yeah, we're, it's fine. You, it's fine. We love you all. Yeah, it's it's really great. I get really excited. It's just like I do a lot of the promotional stuff. So obviously I go on Reddit because it's a good place. The the our podcast uh, subreddit yeah. is a good place for to look for podcasts. There's a lot of people. If you're actually looking for podcasts to listen to, it's a good place to go and ask. Yeah, absolutely. You can literally just ask, like, if you want something specific, you can be, hey, I'm looking for history podcasts, and a bunch of people will chime in. And just say the dollop. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, and I, Nick's a whore, yeah. so he goes there all the time, and when people are asking for podcasts like this one, uh, he posts something about it, but we he hasn't had to recently, because there's people on the subreddit that are posting about our podcast. And I want to say I appreciate the heck out of you. It's so fucking awesome, guys. It warms my little heart. I He, he screenshots it and sends it to me because I'm ignorant as fuck. <laughs> and I, I, I literally get so happy and tell all my friends every time you guys are talking about us. It's it really... I get really excited. Yeah, the same with the, the iTunes reviews. Yeah, I get real Shout hyped. out to all of you. We really appreciate the input, and we really appreciate your your kind words and your uh, respect towards us. I I really can't say I'm I'm like you can't even see it because this is an audio medium, but I'm just geeking out right now. <laughs> like it's just so cool. He's blushing. So yeah, uh, we appreciate you, uh, and we'd love to see you all in person. Yes. Uh, but we'll we'll post more shit on social media as the time comes. Yeah. So uh, until then, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Love you. Calypso's a really interesting character. What the fuck does this cunt want? Yes. 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 Oh, that's right. You're in the middle of your... <laughs> yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Love you. Love you, too. Have a good recording, guys. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Special cut, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Anyway. So Mary is a young woman with hopes of having a man of her own in her, child, uh, in her childhood. Oh, in her... Fuck, I'm starting this over. I'm such a big fan of Sweet Tooth, though. What the fuck are you now? What are you doing? What is going on? I don't know. My, I end up with cuts and bruises everywhere from my fucking job. Are you breaking? Yeah, a little bit. Don't do manual labor, kids. Uh, so Black is on a mission for another person to locate and murder Calypso. However, the person who sent him has never before been seen. Uh, in this is just Black. Did I do Black twice? Yep. Fuck me with a rake. Yeah, because then they'd all be good. Yeah. And fun. Yeah. And not That's a the thing. He's just like, yeah, like he's a really good musician. And there's a lot of other good musicians. It's not like he's the only one, but like. Hey, only good musician <clears throat> ever. Only good musician ever. Fuck that Bach guy. <laughs> Bach? I don't fucking know him. Um, but like. Get to but, the Bach line. <laughs> but he's like. He's just like so fun. Like he just like has so much energy to like everything he does and his performances and like. Like, who the fuck else would sing DuckTales and fucking have a blast doing it? Yeah, uh, me. I mean, yeah, but you're not a professional musician, Josh. You don't know what I do in my free time. Uh, I do.
Because I, I yell about you. <laughs> I'll yell that you're doing fucking playing Payday 2 in your free time. <laughs> I can tell that I'm online. I don't remember. I think I might be invisible. <clears throat> you might be. I, I think I turned myself invisible once. <clears throat> and never. And just never turned it back on. <clears throat> yeah, I was literally on all day playing Monster Hunter. Because I played the, like, tutorial first mission for Monster Hunter. I was like, wow, this is really fun. But I have to go do other shit. That's not as important. That's not Monster Hunter. So I went and did my other shit, and then I was like, I'm gonna play some Payday. So then I played some Payday, and you immediately text me. I was like, bitch, I've been playing Monster Hunter. I made my, uh, Polico, and I love him. I named him Sofa. And when he yeah. fell off the ship at the beginning, that I makes got sense. legitimately depressed. Legitimately. Yeah. The Policos are adorable. Yeah, I want 12. I want 12 Palicos, please. And then there's the really cool looking one with the scar on his face that cooks you food. Yeah. I'm just like, I want to go into battle with this guy. <coughs> oh, fuck me. Oh my god, Josh. Can we start this recording over? Hello. Okay. Hi. You have no idea how close I came to on Friday to buying an Infinity Gauntlet. Because last Friday they, they released the new Infinity War trailer, which I watched the shit out of. I probably did not watch and the shit out of it. I got real hyped about it. And I went, I need to go get an Infinity Gauntlet. And then I didn't drop 100 bucks on it instead bought video games. But I mean, that's it's a fair trade-off. Yeah, I bought <clears throat> two games. But I still... And a backpack that I haven't got yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. that ba- Yeah, you, the one you showed me. I'm so fucking excited. I'm so fucking ready. But, uh... I didn't buy an Infinity Gauntlet. So. One day. One day. Yeah, absolutely. I will own an Infinity Gauntlet, and I will move everything in that shelf, the far shelf, down all the way, and Mm. then put the Infinity Gauntlet where the Witcher stuff is. Yeah. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. That'd be dope.